Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Hello and welcome to a day of prayer. Thank you for joining us for our morning Bible study. Let's pray. Lord, I just welcome you into our morning Bible study and into our homes today. Lord, I also just thank you for not moving out of our homes and just staying here when we allow you to. Lord, I also thank you for being useful when you stay here and moving our bodies. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. Well, good morning, everybody, and welcome back. We have, no, I have missed this um, Mm -hmm. immensely. Uh, Just a time in the Word with each and every one of you. Not that we haven't done it here, but uh, as you know, we took a little break, as the Lord had directed us to after we've completed Second Samuel, and um, the Lord really impressed on us to to pause and give people time to listen to the messages and to meditate on what was said, and to search the scriptures. To, to find out if what the Lord had directed us to say was, was indeed truth. And, and we recommend that for every teaching. Hey, search it and for yourself. Search the scriptures for yourself and find out if what we say is truth. But then also to let the Holy Spirit minister to you. Right? To minister what's what He wants to say to you. Individually. As well as collectively. And now he is, we are excited because he's uh, had us pick him back up again. Mm-hmm. And we will be continuing, or I'll say beginning, uh, with in the book of Colossians. And uh, I don't know about y'all, but I am excited. And um, to get back to this, the Lord had us, has had us do other things. You know, it's not been a, a complete, I'll say, vacation. <laughs> right? The Lord just has had us minister in other ways. And like mm-hmm. anything else, we would encourage you to be obedient to how he's leading you in that moment. Mm-hmm. So, Anyone else want to share what the Lord is, what they've been up to and, and how they're doing? Well, I just took the time to rest, do, do some rest, um, and celebrate Thanksgiving, and then we just recently celebrated Christmas. So those are um, things that the Lord in addition to the other kinds of work that he had us do, he also gave us that opportunity to rest and um, be rejuvenated mm-hmm. in, in certain capacities in different ways. So that's been fun for me. And like you said, sweetheart, I'm ready to get started with um, these morning Bible studies again and uh, keep moving. Absolutely. Keep moving forward in the things of the Lord. Mm-hmm. So... Belated Merry Christmas, everyone. Yes. Merry Christmas. And we're looking forward to a happy new year. Amen. Mm -hmm. Anyone else have anything they want to share? You guys want to say anything over there? No. The family's all back with us. Mm -hmm. Um, Kyla, Layla, LaCharles, and Promise. Mm -hmm. We may have some guests from time to time. Sitting in on Bible study as well, so yes, that's that's another thing. Is uh, it is an open to whoever wants to join us via Zoom, via Zoom, and mm-hmm. and yes, we'll say that it will be recorded, as you know. So, any questions, any comment, right, they'll they'll be a part of it, and mm-hmm. that's that's half the point of how the Lord has led us in this Bible study is to to give people the opportunity for. First, communion with the Lord, but second, fellowship with each other. Mm-hmm. We're learning and growing in the Lord together. Mm-hmm. So anyone that's welcome, uh, or anyone that wants to is welcome, I should say. Let me rephrase that. 
Sure. <laughs> and um, just to, you know, I'll say sit at the table with us and, and be a part of, of what the Lord wants to do. Mm-hmm. And we'll provide that information uh, to come on how to link up with us on Zoom or call in to the Zoom um, meeting so you can be a part of it. Absolutely. Yeah. You can always just email us at dayofprayer at yahoo.com. Mm-hmm. And we'll send those that information out. Absolutely. Okay. Well, it's nice catching up with everyone. Let's get into the Word. Amen. Who wants to begin? Let's read the first eight verses of Colossians. Have any volunteers? I'll do it. Thank All right, Layla. We are reading Colossians one, chapter 1, verses 1 through 8, and it says, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God, and Timothy, our brother, to the saints and faithful brethren in Christ who are in Colossae, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. We give thanks to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, praying always for you since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of your love for all the saints, because of the hope which is laid up for you in heaven, of which you heard before in the word of the truth of the gospel, which has come to you, as it has also in all the world, and is bringing forth fruit, as it is also among you since the day you heard and knew the grace of God and truth. As you also learned from Ephraphras, our dear fellow servant, who was a faithful minister of Christ on your behalf, who also declared to us your love in the Spirit. Thank you, Layla. I love, I love to hear you read, sweetheart. I appreciate that. You're welcome. So, as usual, I will turn it over to you first to allow the Holy Spirit to minister. But can you walk us through a couple of things that stood out to you and then the stood out to a, me? Yeah, kind of give us a... A direction and a conversation okay. point, because I think just looking at it on the surface, you're like, well, <laughs> yeah. okay. said hello. Well, and... I'll say this. I love this <laughs> intro. And even for me, uh, like right off the bat, it just begins in the first verse, right? Paul acknowledges his apostleship, which is different than if you read many other uh, letters from Paul. He He'll put it, he puts it in a different order, right? He says his other letters, say, he, like Philippians, he goes into how he's a bondservant, right, of the Lord. Mm-hmm. He goes into how he is a fellow brother in Christ. And then lastly, he will say something to the effect of his position in Christ, which is an apostle. Mm-hmm. This is very different. He starts with, his position in Christ, right? But he also says why or how that that comes, if you will, um, that position came to be. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's very significant. Mm-hmm. And, and he, he says flat out, it, he's a, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God. Mm-hmm. Not appointed by a man, not appointed by any credentials, any certifications or qualifications or any of the man-made mm-hmm. qualifications or any of those things. But plainly, it is by the will of God. Mm-hmm. Now, we do know, uh, and if you can find it, <laughs> um drawing a blank at the moment, where Paul gives his list of certifications and qualifications for ministry. Where he says he's um, circumcised on the eighth day, and he's of the tribe of Benjamin, and and all these these various things. That's when he was talking to them. Um, I can't remember. I want to say Corinthians, but don't quote me. Let me see. Second Corinthians. Can you go to that section and Let's see. and read it, please? Let 
just a moment. Oh, get back to my proper Bible translation. <laughs> that might help. <laughs> it's like, uh, okay. What were you What were you thinking about that? I'll, as I look for this, what was in well, your so as I read that, right? Paul gives his his man made certifications or qualifications according to um. You, Whichever way you want to translate, I, the law or the book uh, is in the books of Moses. That would be Second Corinthians chapter eleven. So he gives those right. In other words, he's followed everything—the law or teachings of Moses, right? The first five books of the Bible, but then throughout, like every rule, excuse me, law, custom, tradition of the day where Paul was a Pharisee among Pharisees, right? Like, in other words, he had done it all according to man. Okay, so is this the scripture? Are they Hebrews? So am I. Are they Israelites? So am I. Are they seed of Abraham? So am I. Are they ministers of Christ? I speak as a fool. I am more, and labors more abundant, and stripes above measure, and prison more frequently, and death soften. From the Jews, five times I received 40 stripes minus one, and three times I have been... I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked. A night and a day I have been in the deep. No, that wasn't that wasn't journeys. exact scripture. It was okay. where he says, I consider it all garbage, okay. essentially. Um, that's probably the better. I want to say it's still in Corinthians, but... Um, uh, the Jew of the Jews. Yes. Pharisee uh, among Pharisees, all that. Uh, tribe of Benjamin. I know what you're talking about. Um. Philippians 3.8. Okay. Or Philippians 3. Sorry, honey. No, you're all right. I mean, that, all that still qualifies as well. Um, this Philippians 3 actually... Uh, I'll I'll begin in verse 4. Well, so I'll begin in verse 3. It says, For we are the circumcision who worship God in the Spirit, rejoice in Jesus Christ, and have no confidence in the flesh. Though I might have confidence in the flesh, if anyone th- thinks else thinks he may have confidence in the flesh, I am more so. And then he begins his, I'll say credentials, if you will. Mm-hmm. Circumcised the eighth day of the stock of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of the Hebrews, concerning the law of Pharisees, concerning zeal, persecuting the church, concerning the righteousness which is in the law, blameless. But what these, but what things were gained to me, these I have considered loss for Christ. Yes, indeed, I also count all things lost for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and count them as rubbish or garbage that I may gain Christ. It wasn't about, oh, and be found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness which is from God by faith. And he, and he does continue, but I wanted to, to stop there, if you will. Um, because, lost my place here. All these man-made certifications, qualifications, whatever, mm-hmm. he considered garbage. It was solely going by faith in what the Lord had spoken to him and appointed him in his position, right? And yes. because he knows who God is, right? And we can see even uh, in Ephesians 4, in Ephesians 4 he goes into who the Lord appoints, right? Positions that the Lord appoints people to. And this is for the body of Christ, right? In um, Ephesians 4, I'll say 8, we'll start in verse 8. It says, Therefore he says, when he ascended on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts to men. Now this he ascended, what does it mean? 
but that he also first descended into the lower parts of the earth. He who descended is also the one who ascended far above all the heavens, that he might fill all things. And he himself, that is the Lord, gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints of the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, until we all come to the unity of the faith of the knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Not tossed around like children, swayed by doctrine, every wind of doctrine, trickery and cunning, and craftiness and deceitful plotting, but speaking the truth in love, may grow up in all things into him who is the head, Christ. Mm-hmm. And then, I'll say, as I look at this even more, not that the Lord needs justification, but he already he, he revealed the same thing to Daniel. Right? And who appoints the kings of the earth? Right? Daniel 2, 22. When Daniel's, uh, the dream is revealed to Daniel. Um, uh, I'll read verses 19 through 22. Uh, it says, The secret was revealed to Daniel in a night vision. So Daniel blessed the God of heaven. And Daniel answered and said, Blessed be the name of God forever and ever, for wisdom and might are his. And he changes the times and seasons. He removes kings and raises up kings. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to those who have understanding. He reveals deep and secret things. He knows what is in the darkness and light dwells with him. Amen. But the, the the key part as it pertains to this discussion is, yes, all those things pertain, but especially where he says, he removes kings and raises up kings. In other words, he appoints whom he will. Mm-hmm. You see in the same thing, Echoed in verse 37, Daniel 2, 37, where he says, The God of heaven had given the kingdom, uh, given the the king there, uh, the kingdom, and power and strength and glory. Mm -hmm. Uh, Also in in chapter 4, verses 13 through 17, let me get there. Is it 13 through 13? Yes. Okay. Um, I'll read that section because um, it's all significant. It goes to this. said, I saw visions of my head while on my bed, and from there was a watcher, a holy one, coming down from heaven. He cried aloud and said thus, Chop down the tree and cut off its branches. Strip off its leaves and scatter its fruit. Let the beasts get out from under it and the birds from her branches. Nevertheless, Leave the stump and the roots in the earth, bound with a band of iron and bronze, in the bronze, excuse me, in the tender grass of the field. Let it be wet. Let it do a heaven, and let them graze the beast of the grass and earth. Let his heart be changed from that of a man. Let him be given the heart of a beast, and let seven times pass over him. All right. The decision is by the decree of the watches and sentence by the word of the holy ones, in order that the living may know that. The Most High rules in the kingdom of men and sets over it the lowest of men. Which goes to other scripture where it says about the people. And if they're seeking after the Lord, he will appoint a just, a righteous ruler over them. Mm -hmm. And if they are not listening and and being obedient to his ways, they will get the opposite. Mm -hmm. An unjust, an unrighteous ruler, a wicked ruler. But then there is still the other aspect, right? The Lord's still in control. Mm-hmm. And the heart of the king is but a river in the Lord's hand. Mm-hmm. But as it pertains to this. And so that statement, how does that work out? Is it that God is going, here, I'm going to give you wicked people in the, instead? No, it's that people choose wicked people. There's always, the enemy is always jostling and striving to get position, right? When yes. when God created the earth and Adam and Eve Got the garden was was formed and and created and Adam and the man and the woman were formed and placed in it. Did you notice that Satan had been there the whole time? Yes, out watching and waiting for an opportunity. And he's always jostling to try to gain power. That 
from the very beginning, the beginning, beginning, not that just the beginning of mankind as we see them today, but the beginning, beginning, where he got, when the Lord was talking about how beautiful he was, and but there was iniquity found in him. And what did he say? I will listen to the, to the throne of the Most High God. I will sit in his place and all of those things. He's trying to jostle for power. So that's always happening in the world around us. The difference is when we seek God, the grace of God keeps that at bay, right? When our ways are pleasing to him, he causes even our enemies to be at peace with us. But when we turn from the Lord and we, as a people, begin to engage in wickedness, then the grace of God no longer holds that back, holds that enemy back from coming in and ascending and sitting on the, the natural thrones. And when we return to him, God throws him down in a moment and we keep it moving, right? Yes. So just understand that God is not like, God is not yes and no. He's not good and bad. He doesn't do good things and bad things. He does good things, but there are spiritual laws, right? Yes. God has ways, his ways, and then there is the enemy who's always trying to do what he's trying to do. But we have a role. We absolutely have a role. We have a role, right, to, I'll say, come into alignment, to, I don't know, I'll say it in this way, cooperate with God's plans, even mm-hmm. though it's not cooperating. It's just literally aligning ourselves with the Lord and his plan. Mm-hmm. The Lord chose Paul. Yes, he did. You can read scripture, especially the New Testament, to figure out and find out how the Lord used Paul, mm-hmm. which was pretty mightily. Yes. Why? Because Paul had a heart after the Lord. Mm-hmm. But then let's also look at, um, I'll say the, the cooperative part, mm-hmm. our role. Mm-hmm. Right? What happened when they established the first church in Acts? The people were given the option. You choose from amongst yourselves someone with these qualities. The qualities. Mm-hmm. First was filled with the Holy Spirit, right? And and all these other things. And Paul himself echoes that exact, I'll say, I don't want to say formula or pattern, but he reinstates that, if you will, when he sets up churches in other locations. Mm -hmm. You choose from yourselves, elders, people that have these characteristics, qualities, traits Mm -hmm. that resemble or... um, it resembles a good that, that you can see Christ in and through them, that live out their life, and, and it reflects Christ, his nature, his character. And that's for the people to choose. And they could do that, or they could not. Mm-hmm. They, had, they were part of the, I'll say the problem, but part of the solution as well. So they can't, couldn't blame themselves for having bad leaders. They chose them. Mm-hmm. Same with well, we just covered First and Second Samuel, where the nation of Israel chose for itself a king. They wanted to be like all the other nations. And what did the Lord say? Mm-hmm. He had already established them with a king. Mm-hmm. He was their king. But then he said, "Hey, okay, if you really want this, you can have it. But if your king, the, the one that's chosen, the one that's appointed." serves me, you'll be blessed. And if he doesn't, well, it'll be hard for you. You're still, you're still required to stand for the Lord. But he said things will be hard and difficult for you. We're required to stand. But we have to come into, by faith, the will of the Lord. Him being our God, we being his people. So, for me, just the first verse, the first, yeah, the first verse is, is huge. <laughs> A little side trail there, but yes. Well, um, no, it covers, there's so much in there if we just look just at that first verse. Absolutely. I mean. So much. Even as a, uh, a person, you know, when we, when we come out of the womb and go, Wah, and then, you know, we grow up, and then especially because we all have to come through rebirth. Right, we all have to come through the Holy Spirit into salvation and that walk with Christ. And in that process, there has to be an acceptance and a receiving and a standing in what God has called us to. Right, and you can when Paul declares who he is and why he is who he is, he's taking his stance in Christ. And you know, this isn't the first time that he 
talks about being an apostle of Jesus Christ, and you see that he stands in different capacities of his relationship with the Lord, as you mentioned, honey, um, at different times, depending on how the Holy Spirit's leading him and who he's talking to. Um, sometimes you do have to remember, not my will, Lord, but yours. I'm your bond servant. Sometimes you do need to remember all of those things. Apostleship comes with a um, obligation to follow and fulfill the will of the Lord, and it's not something you can take up and put down. You don't have a choice about, in, in the, the broad sense, you do have a choice about being obedient, but when you take up the mantle of apostleship, that means you've already covenanted and agreed to listen and be bonded to Christ in in obedience in whatever he says to you. Is that, um, well, let me just caveat that. It's not just apostleship. No, no. Is I don't just saying just because of him. Yes, yes. And this, this particular But thing. as it pertains to you and I, it's just people, right? It's true. Followers of Christ. Any position that, that you have has been given by the Lord. Absolutely. So what will you do with it? Will you be the righteous, just ruler? Or in whatever position or capacity the Lord has you? Demonstrating yourself as being faithful? Or will you be like the wicked ruler? Right? Because the Lord appoints us positions, and then we are those that are, are given higher positions, leadership. Well, there's there's a greater judgment. It's not to be scared of it, but it's to encourage you to walk fully in the complete fullness of what the Lord has for you. Mm-hmm. Being obedient to Him, being conformed to the image of his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Yes. When we discuss, you know, when we look at Paul saying that he's an apostle, and yes, that, that applies to any anything that we do with the Lord. It's important not to jump from, you know, we're at zero and we jump to 50 a lot of times and we just look at life from, okay, now we're, we're, we're unsaved, now we're doing what God wants us to do. But what are the steps in between that that have to be kept in in focus and make sure that we complete said steps? You know, as humans, we we like microwave um, society. We like microwave things. We want God to be a microwave God. Like, Instant, ding. You know, He's done. Just pop it in, and we're now we're we're doing it. We're we're at the big, you know, the big finish, the big ta-da. But for Paul to to be able to stand in this place, he had to first come into salvation, absolutely. He had to hear what God said. He had to accept what God said. Mm-hmm. He had to agree with what God said, and he had to commit to what God said. He could never stand mm-hmm. in the, the foothold in the place of apostleship going, well, I don't know if that's right, God. I don't know if I want to do that. You know, And he looks like he's standing at the double dutch rope, yeah. you know, waiting for the, the opportunity to get in. And he's just kind of bouncing and rocking back and forth, but he never actually commits to getting in there. So that's important. You cannot walk the journey. You cannot stand in the call if you haven't first been saved. Then hear what God has to say. Then agree and accept what God has to say. And then commit. I'm doing this. Coming, Come what may. Oh, Pastor, you say hell or high water doesn't matter and that the hell means whatever calamity or opposition tries to come to you i'm going to do what god said i'm going to do i'm committed to this that word commitment is a big 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 part of our walk and relationship with christ and it also connects to it hinges with that bond servant i'm connected with you sir i'm not free to go on my own i'm free to do what you asked me to do but also i'm not going back mm-hmm. right we, we read about Paul's certifications, qualification, man-made, right out of the flesh, certifications and qualifications, and all these things that he had upheld. But what did he say? I considered them all waste, garbage, mm-hmm. right, depending on which translation you have. Well, as I'm reading that, I reminded Kyla of our, our conversation the other day. We talked about Elisha and Elijah, yes. and there were two incidents that, that we discussed, that really stood out. And what were they? Um, we talked about how when, I believe it was Elisha, came to Elijah. And Elijah came to Elisha. Oh, yes. sorry. Oh, sorry. And he took the yoke and he asked, can I go say goodbye to my family? Mm-hmm. Elisha asked that question, yes. And yes. he took the yoke off the oxen and he built an altar to the Lord and he sacrificed the oxen that he was using to 
plow the field to the Lord. Okay. So you couldn't go back. Yes. He destroyed. He destroyed the the I'll say the life that he had, mm-hmm. the the tools that he had for that life. Right. His own provision. His own to meet exactly. His needs, the the path, the plan that he had destined and called himself to. Exactly. He had committed to serving the Lord. Mm-hmm. Right. And yes. just like Paul already said, it's garbage. I've thrown it out. Mm-hmm. I'm just trusting the Lord. You see the same thing with Elijah there. And then what was the second time? Has to do with the mantle. Oh, when they, the other students were saying, don't you know that your master's going to be taken up today? And he mm-hmm. told them, shut up. I know. And he continued to follow him until the day that he was taken up to heaven, and he asked for a double portion. Okay. And then what did he do? Are you talking about when he got taken up? When Elijah was taken up, what did Elisha do? Towards mantle too. Mm. Why? Because so he couldn't wear it again. Yes, it's it's very difficult to wear something that that is ripped apart. But he had gained the new thing, the the mantle uh, Elijah's mantle, which denotes what? Again, commitment. I'm not going back to what I knew. And how he used to operate. <laughs> He's accepting the new thing and moving forward. How many people would have tried to just wear two? Double it up, put one on top of the other. Uh? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> right. So, but you see the same commitment, yes, in, in Elisha, in Paul, right? It's a, I'm choosing to move forward in the things of the Lord. No, I don't have all the answers. I don't know how it's going to work out exactly. Mm-hmm. But I'm committed. That's good, honey. Um, Hebrews 10 um, verse 37 through 39. It says, For yet a little while, and he who is coming will come and will not tarry. Now the just shall live by faith. Mm-hmm. But if anyone draws back, my soul has no pleasure in him. But we are not of those who draw back to perdition, but of those who believe to the saving of the soul. So God is very clear about us when we put our hand to the plow that is to the work that he's called us to don't go back don't turn back because he doesn't have any pleasure in that that's like going yeah lord i'll serve you never mind i'm going back to sin i'm very comfortable and familiar with this back here because i was doing it all the time like never mind i'm gonna go to hell instead you know (laughs) there's god has no pleasure in that and it's not right move forward um in the things of the lord uh, so that he can be pleased with you but let's skip back up. Let's move back up to verse 35 in Hebrews 10. It says, Therefore, do not cast away your confidence, which has great reward. Mm-hmm. How, could, how could Paul commit? When he accepted, he also had to see the destiny that God had for him, the good that was on the other side. Right? Even if it was a, a pathway that led through um, physical traumas and death, the good on the other side is a well done, thou good and faithful servant. Enter into my rest. Amen. That's what he had to look forward to. Jesus says he despised the shame. He paid no attention to the shame that he was going to endure, right? The, the hurt and the pain, but he looked to the joy that was set before him. He looked to the good thing that the, the father promised and said would be his if he followed this course and this journey and this path out, and then he committed to doing it. You know, he wasn't thinking the whole time, you know, I'm just go this far. I'm let him put these crown, you know, the thorns in my head and I'll see how I feel after that. Okay, well, I'll, you know, I'll take this whipping, but I'll see how I feel after that. No, he made his commitment and his stance and he followed through because he saw God, what you say is truth. God, what you say is real. God, what you say is good, satisfying and able to succeed going to be exactly what you told me it would be and i have joy on the other side of this i just got to get through this little part right here and the initial scripture we read in was it second corinthians about paul talking about how he had been beaten and shipwrecked and (laughs) he endured a lot but he stood he remained he did he committed to the apostleship and yeah it had things in it that were rough to the flesh that our human flesh wants to avoid but it also had much greater joy associated to the point that we're still looking at 
to this day, today. today we're still looking at the fruit and the evidence of his commitment to the Lord. And it's and, used yes, and to I help like how others. You, you stated that, or I'll say restated that. It wasn't so much the apostleship. Yes, it was his position in Christ, but he was committed to the will of the Lord. I think he would have been committed if he said, I want you to push this broom. That's it. Paul, even though you were the Jew of the Jews, circumcised the eighth day of the tribe and the stock of Benjamin and the law perfect, you know, if God said, I want you to push this broom, there's destiny for you in this broom, he would have pushed it to the best of his ability. Instead of him being the prisoner on the ship, he would have been the, the swab in the deck. But isn't that, broom, isn't that the mindset the we should all have? That's what David had, right? Better is one day in your courts than thousands elsewhere, than many elsewhere. Just even the one day, regardless of what it was about position, it was just about being in the presence of the Lord, doing his will. No, oh, because to God, if the the person, like if and humans put big little weights on things, I've I've heard the Lord speak to me about things, and he's like, this is so important. And I'm like, okay, God, so I'm thinking it's going to be this big, massive thing, but when it comes to me, I view it. And from my natural perspective, I see it as small. But God's like, no, that's it. <laughs> that's the thing right there. Man, woo, I'm so glad you got that, sweetheart. I'm so glad you completed this or did this. And for me, I don't see it as the big thing. But to him, it's it's all the difference in the world, which and I, mm-hmm. I have to take his perspective. But humans put the important, less important, big little on there. But with God, it's about obedience. Because Amen. he can take, what was what was Joseph? Initially, mm-hmm. he was a favorite son, a hated little brother, uh, sold into slavery. Uh, I'm sorry, a beat up and then sold and thrown in a pit and sold into slavery. Mm-hmm. Young man. Then he was a prisoner. So. And it wasn't until he got through all of those things that he was raised up to this position for a time. But he spent a great deal of time. On the low end of that. So for God, it's about what's your heart? What's obedience? David started out in the field. His parents thought so little of him, they didn't even call him to the dinner. They didn't even call him to be looked at. Well, both of them, their mind was on the bigger thing, the thing Mm -hmm. that the Lord was doing. Right? With the first example you gave, he said, "Uh, I don't care if I I die here in Egypt. He said, take my bones with you. Mm Mm-hmm. Go, go do what God promised. I want to enter into the fullness of the promise. I want to be a part of that. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, with both of them. Looking 400 was, years down the line. What's the will of the Lord? Mm-hmm. That's where I want to be. So In his presence. Don't feel like just because I'm not called to be an apostle, I don't have to commit. Or a pastor or a prophet or anything. Mm-hmm. No. The Lord uses anyone who is willing. That's right. To do his will. That's right. They'll understand and they'll move forward in the things of him. Mm-hmm. And But then with that, oh, we'll also see fruit. We'll see the fruit of the Lord in our lives. And that's what is really discussed here in the next section. Where Paul, verses 3 through 8, where Paul starts discussing the church he's writing to. And I'll say giving them props or kudos uh, Phrase another way, he's encouraging them, right? Building them up, all all that. Mm-hmm. Yes, because that's important. But Paul hasn't met these people. He's just writing to them off of what he's been told. In other words, off of their fruit. Right? Mm-hmm. As we can look back to now, as I read this, anyway, that's this section, verses 3 through 8. I'm reminded of uh, 1 Corinthians 13, 12, okay. where, you know, Paul's writing again, and he says, or the Holy Spirit speaking through Paul. Mm-hmm. Let me correct myself. Mm-hmm. Where he says, for now we see through a glass darkly or dimly, but then face to face. All right. I know in part, but then... I shall be known, or I shall know, even as I am known. The things we do now, we are known by what? 
not just our words, but our actions, our deeds, everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The fruit. Mm-hmm. By our fruit. Mm. And you see that discussed here, right? Like Paul starts by giving thanks to the Lord and tells them he's constantly lifting them up in prayer. Right? That's what he starts with. But then he says, we've heard of your faith in Christ and love. And then even in verse 6, he says, um, the truth of, of the, well, sorry, in verse 5, says, the truth of the gospel which has come to you, has in all the world, and is bringing forth fruit. The fruit that we have, whether good or bad, results from either our, our faith and hope and our walk, following the Lord, his will in our lives, saying what he says to say, doing what he says to do, or bad fruit, mm-hmm. which comes from disobedience and unwillingness to do what he says to do or do what he does and say what he says to say. That's just the short version. And here he's excited, clearly, mm-hmm. and, and describing them. What was declared to them, to him, the report given by Epaphras, who he also writes to them because clearly Epaphras is with Paul in Rome at this point. But he's he's giving the. Epaphras is giving the report to Paul on on the church at Colossae or Coloss. And then Paul is also saying, Hey, look, your brother in Christ and a fellow servant in the Lord is still ministering and he's still being the faithful minister. He's faithful to the Lord, first and foremost, but then he's not letting you guys down. He's being a faithful witness. A minister mm-hmm. of the Lord. On your behalf. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I think that's significant. That's, a, will say, an example for all of us to be. Mm-hmm. Amen. Anyone else have anything they want to add or comment on that? No. I know it's a lot. <laughs> and it's just a few verses in. but And, mm-hmm. and, and a lot of times we, we tend to look over even just the introductions. As you can see, there's so much in here. Mm-hmm. We shouldn't overlook it. Let the Holy Spirit minister it to you. Mm-hmm. But then let's glean out of it what we will mm-hmm. and apply it to our lives. Amen. I just wanted to, one more thing, talking about Paul standing in the, 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 the authority of the will of God. I'm here because God told me to be here. He faced challenges where people didn't, they questioned his authority as um, an apostle, his ability to speak into their lives. And, you know, like the Jews would come from other places and go, well, he's not, you know, and, you know, try to undermine different things that the Lord had called him to and birthed through him and destined him to walk in. And Paul had to make that declaration out of his own mouth or with his hand from his inner being. I am Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God. And Timothy's here too, but... This is, this is who I am. In Christ. Right. This is who I am because God said so. It didn't matter if anybody else felt like he should be it. Agreed with him or anything else. If they else. thought he was disqualified because he didn't actually walk with Jesus when Jesus was on the earth, as some of the apostles had. And, well, you were killing them beforehand, so what are you talking about now? Whatever it was. and, and we, All the reasons that people will take in an attempt to disqualify you right, and or separate you from what the Lord said. Absolutely. And the accuser of the brethren, who does not cease to accuse them before God day and night. Right? He tries to come and pick on people's minds and, well, what do you think you're going to do? It? How do you, who are you? So even if the people hadn't come, the, the, enemy, the enemy was attacking him with those things. The, first, the guilt over being a murderer and a persecutor of the church. And then um, when he murdered, hold, held the clothes to murder Stefan yep. and took the, was going with papers in his hands to throw the women, men, women, and children into jail over the testimony in the of jail Jesus to Christ. persecute them. With the plan and hope to kill them off the earth. He was perfectly fine with that. So then when people come and allow their mouth to be used by the enemy, whether they were just curious or 
were malicious in their intent. He still had to go. The only word that matters here is the word of King Jesus. And everybody else, you can take a back seat. You can kick rocks and get out of here. Because in the name of Jesus, this is who I am. When it was God's good time, he separated him and appointed him to be this apostle. So as we go, you know, as as you're listening and you're thinking about, well, who am I in Christ? Go search the scriptures and find out what Jesus already said about you. You're the head and not the tail. You're above and not beneath. You are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You overcome by the blood of the daughter of the Most High God. You overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of your testimony. Here it is: the blood of the Lamb and the word of His testimony is, "I'm an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God." Take that, Mister Devil! (laughs) Get out of here! That was me slapping his face. (laughs) But then also, as it pertains to you Mm -hmm. individually, specifically, Mm -hmm. seek the Lord. What has He already said to you? If He's not telling you anything else. Go back to what he already said. Then he's already said something, and you need to come into alignment with it. And if you can't remember what that is, repent, Mm -hmm. and then ask him to reveal it again, to remind you. Mm -hmm. The Bible says he puts us in remembrance of his word, the remembrance of the things that he's already spoken to us. Mm -hmm. So ask him to put you in remembrance of his word. Holy Spirit is ready, willing, and able to do that for you. And when he says it, grab a hold of it, accept it, agree with it. Right. See the yes. good in it, whether you understand the full fullness and the ins and outs or not. Accept him and agree with him. Don't refuse him. Don't resist him. And then commit. I'm going to commit to you, Lord, and whatever this path takes, wherever you take me in this journey. And I'm not going to live my own will, but I'm going to live yours. You say I'm a doctor. I'm a doctor, Lord. Yes. Please don't go try to practice medicine till you complete the, the natural requirements. But. As far as your confession, when you look at yourself in the mirror, when you're laying down in your bed at night, you're meditating on what God has has already said, meditating on God's word concerning you and all the way around. Yes, and move forward in what he has Mm -hmm. told you, right? That's Take the necessary steps. That's the natural part. Take the steps that are necessary. If Paul just said, I'm an apostle, and sat in in the back of a cave somewhere, we'd never know. Got a question in his apostleship, (laughs) right? He's not doing, he's not mixing works with his faith, the not, appropriate actions. Exactly. Being not just a hearer, but a doer also, mm-hmm. which talk goes back to obedience. Being obedient to what the Lord has told you to do and move mm-hmm. forward. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. You sure no one else has anything they want to add or share? Okay. I don't have anything to add. I know there's a lot in there. <laughs> Just <laughs> first, yeah. I'll say half of this was the first verse. Hey, but man, um, so much there, and and there's so much throughout. We're, we're just mm-hmm. touching on some things. The Lord's, you know, as the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. reveals and, and wants us to discuss them. But again, and I think it's a fitting place to add it or to, I'll say, conclude this one is in verse eight. All right. Um, when he's talking about Epaphras, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, he says he's those things, but he also says that Epaphras declared to Paul and Timothy the church's love in the Spirit mm-hmm. by no other thing, just love in the Holy Spirit. That is one of the the fruits of the Spirit. It's mm-hmm. the first one, is mm-hmm. love. Mm-hmm. If we have love, we will get everything else. Mm-hmm. It all hinges upon love. Faith works by love. Yeah. That's why love is the greatest. It never fails. These three remain, faith, hope, and love, and the greatest of these is love. Exactly. Mm-hmm. If it wasn't for Christ's love towards us, we would have no love to give back to him. Mm-hmm. But also because of his love, we what? We remain, but we are obedient. We follow his, his commands, his mm-hmm. commandments. And I don't mean just laws and rules. I mean, whatever he's telling us or ministering to us to do, to say and do mm-hmm. in that moment. Yes, yes, indeed. So move forward in that, mm-hmm. in your love for the Lord, in obedience. Rest in it and yes. trust. Rest in his love for you and trust his love for you, that he has a good. And by doing that, everyone else will have their needs met or ministered mm-hmm. to. Mm-hmm. If we all just 
focus on the Lord, stand in Him and His promises. And by promises, I mean what He is saying or, or through His Holy Spirit mm-hmm. to lead and, and have us do, to say, to do in that moment. Mm-hmm. Because of that love and that desire, that delight for to just be obedient to Him and to have Him pleased with us, mm-hmm. everyone else will have their needs taken care of, their, their needs ministered to. Amen. Well, we love you guys. Um, Honey, can you close us out in prayer? Yes, I sure can. Tyla, do you want to close us out in prayer? Prayer! I don't know why I say that word that way. (laughs) I have to work on that prayer. Do you want to pray? Pray. I just heard the Holy Spirit, so go ahead. I was going to do it, but... that's all right. Yes, Ron. In your name, Lord Jesus, Lord, we just thank you for today, God, and allowing us to gather together and revealing your truth to us, God, and that when we're uncertain that you sure us up, God, and you cause us to stand and that you confirm your word over and over and that you give us the ability to see what you're saying to us, God, and to hear and to understand you. Thank you for the example that you've given us and given me and Paul and his walk before you, God, and the knowledge that everything is not all roses, but you will make it'll you know what's the best, God, and you know what we'll like, even if an area of it we don't like, you know ultimately what will be enjoyable to us and what will meet all of our needs. We just thank you. In your name, Lord Jesus, amen. Amen. We love you. We are happy to be back with you. Communion with the Lord, but fellowship with you. Mm -hmm. And we ask the Lord that you have an incredibly blessed and wonderful day. Mm -hmm. We'll see you here next time. God bless you. Bye. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, Take care and God bless you.